Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com What is going on everybody? My name is Karalala. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's Fire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime on a very early morning over the phone, Mr. Shamin. Shad, how's it going? Um, um, look, I'm good. It's so early. We both have to go to work later. It's not going to be good. We are recording this Monday morning. This is this is what experts do. And traditionally, Movie Mondays comes out Monday evening. Yes, traditionally, and traditionally we don't record until like the the following Tuesday, so we skip everything. That's true. We, that's we like we, to miss all of the movie news. All of the movie news, and this week is no different because this week we're actually going back to watch the Ghostbusters trailer and the Wonder Woman trailer that happened six days ago and a week ago at this stage. Yeah, I think one of them came out while we were recording. The yeah, last the one. bastards! I hate that, <laughs> and we're hardly going to re-record and just like pretend. <laughs> no, but like I, the episode hadn't even come out, and we were just yeah. like, "Ah, oh, we can't, we can't do it." <laughs> So, so we will be talking about this week. Um, we actually have a, another few bits of news as well that I think you will like. So let's get straight into it because no time to waste. As you said, both got to get to work. So let's rattle through this. And the first up is Ghostbusters, the first trailer, Sean. Ghostbusters, the what first are your thoughts? It is the first trailer. Is it? A te- is this a teaser or the first trailer? I think it's first trailer. Now I had a question for you about this that I might get to okay. later. But oh no, I don't like questions. You know I'm dumb. I know, that's why you always lead me. the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, now, now people are trying to figure, they've figured it out. They're like, ah, oh. so he always asks the questions because he literally has no answers. He literally has a fear of answers. <laughs> I just start sweating profusely if I have to answer anything. Um, so the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer came out. I watched it. I thought, actually, you know what? I felt things during this trailer, Sean. Now, I don't normally say that. I'm normally dead, and I go give a shit about Ghostbusters. But the scene 
where um, they're in the car and they like turn the corner and he has the gun and he's fired up. For some reason, I felt like pure nostalgia and I've no oh, idea why. You've been hit and by like, Connor. I got hit by nostalgia like, oh, isn't that lovely? And then I had to like stop myself over like, Connor, come on. <laughs> What's Get wrong together, with you? man. Get together. So, uh, what I will say is, there was one moment in this scene where I went, "Oh, jeez, that looks fun," and then I went, "Wait, no, hang on." Talking fools. Wait just a minute there, but I like <laughs> looking at this. I think this is the best way you could have done the first trailer. Yeah, and it is like it's a family movie. Still, it's very. Oh, I'm down on my luck, but I'm going on an adventure. Do you think that, um, this is a very serious trailer, I thought. Do you think that um, in the next trailer they will just do all comedy to try and, like, counteract this? See, maybe, because, like, the, the, the question I wanted to ask you was, at, on which trailer do you put in the old cast? Um, or do you the, do it all? The final trailer. The final, final trailer before the movie comes out, and you don't even put them in. Like, you had Bill Murray's voice here. If you literally just put them in as a shot at the very end of the last trailer. That's your hype moment. I, I think that's the best way to do because normally what they'd end up doing is they, like, throw them in in the second trailer. And then by the third trailer, you see them again and it doesn't really... It's like, okay. But if you have that moment where you only see them for, like, four seconds... After the last trailer. I think that counts a lot more. People are like, oh my god, what's going on? And even if the movie is dog shit, you will still get another few bits of money out of people by doing that. Who are just curious to see how it goes. Yes. Okay, that's fair. I don't mind the look of this. I like Paul Rudd's character in it. But how I like could Paul you? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I just took that as just done. Like That was already written in that we just like Paul Rudd <laughs> yeah. and his character. I mean, it, it. I like the idea that he's just a total fucking nerd about the Ghostbusters. Is it? Did you like it or dislike it that the Ghostbusters had happened in this world? I liked it because I think mm. it's weirder if it didn't. I do yeah, think- it's weirder. No, we're not shitting on twenty sixteen here, but like it was slightly weird that it never happened, but it kind of did happen. I, it wasn't very clear. Whereas this is like this is like nostalgia. They're legends. Yeah, and I did, I did like this subtly true in, like, there hasn't been a ghost scene in 30 years. Yeah, because the norm, the re- the question you would ask is, well, like, what happened after that? What happened after ghost, Ghostbusters 2? Like, there must have been ghost, ghosts for the last 30 years, but if they say, oh, they got rid of them all, they were very thorough. It very was just thorough. in New very York. Good lads. <laughs> very good lads. And they got through every single one of them, and then Bill Murray went to the Groundhog Day. That's the plot. And he did that for 10,000 years. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, oh, honey, I shrunk the kids happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought um, that the old stuff happening is a really good way. It's like a really good way of connecting the old fans to the new fans. It's just really easy as well. And that's why when they didn't do it in 2016, I was just like, you're missing like the easiest. It's a softball. It's a complete softball to be like, that happened before. And then you bring them in as back in as legends. Yeah. But then you just have the new cast. I, I, I think like they got left the old farmhouse and they've moved there now. Finn Wolfhart and his family. Um, I think that's a good way of doing it as well because it's it's far enough removed from 
New York that it's not just making the same movie again. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's like, it, it's small town rather than massive city that's like closing in on you. Would that make it, I think that might make it slightly harder to do proper CGI because I think you're probably more likely to stand out in a field rather than like with the city background where there's lots of bright colours and everything happening. But if you have a, a shot of a CGI character in a field, there's nothing other to concentrate on other than that character. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide really. No, so you'd want to get that really good. And, which I suppose they must have a... I'm, I'm assuming they have a very big budget for this, so that's probably not going to be an issue. But we didn't actually see any ghosts in this either, which I think, once again, is the right way to do it. Yeah, if you we've show, seen some ghostly trails and things like that, but no, like, Slimer. Yeah, like, if you show one ghost at the end, and you show the old crew coming together to catch him or something, then, done. Like, that's your final shot. Yeah, but... See, I don't know. We need to hear the theme song as well. Yeah, really? You think so? Like, by the Fallout Boy version? Yeah, oh, if you put the Fallout Boy <laughs> version in. <Imagine>. Motherfuckers. <laughs> now, we love Fallout Boy, but that was really funny and how bad it was. <laughs> I will not hear a bad word said against Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like imagine they brought Bill Murray back and the whole cast and they were just like now we're not going to play the original but we're going to get the play... rights from Ray Parker Jr <laughs> <laughs> and it's an actual Ghostbusters movie we couldn't get the rights he's very strenuous um, <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to get on the phone Pete Wentz I know him he's a personal friend and we'll see if we can get the, the old classic back or we'll get My Chemical Romance to do it either. It'll be great. My Chemical Romance, yes. <laughs> Very good. Um, what did you think about um, the kids, his granddad? It was That's what's going to connect them all together. I don't mind it. Right. Uh, I, again, I, I don't, I'm not sure what age these kids are meant to be. Because there's um, bits in this trailer, they seem like 12-year-olds, and then they're like 16, 17. How old is Finn Wolfhard? I, ah, oh, in, hmm. <laughs> I thought you were to ask in dog years. No, in human years. Finn Wolfhard is, <laughs> he is 16 years old. Okay, well, I mean, so he could play a 12-year-old easy. Hollywood is weird. That's true. Yeah. I think, yeah. But I, I like that it's not just they stumble upon the Ghostbusters stuff. I like that there's a, some kind of a, uh, a logic to how they get it all. Do you think this the plot of this movie will be the fact that there's ghosts happening, nobody believes them, it's Paul Rudd and a bunch of kids, and they're like trying to shake all the... The kids are trying to shake all the grown-ups, like, you need to help us, and they're like, go away, kid, so they have to go and do it themselves. Yeah, that could be it. And then somehow they're going to fix all the problems in their life as well. All of their problems are solved through ghost busting. (laughs) All of them. Every one of them, including there's too much ghost busting going on. (laughs) Ironically. Um, And they will go to the old crew and they'll be like, nah, kid, long, slow drag a cigarette. Nah, we don't want anything to do with you. Don't bring ghosts in here. Do you think the old crew are still friends, or that they've all gone their uh, separate ways and they hate each other? I think they're all they're all gone their separate ways and they'll have to reconnect. Uh, would be my 
Like that episode of Phineas and Ferb. Very similar to that, yeah. <laughs> no, I would say, <laughs> I would say that, yeah, the old crew are probably split up, and the uh, the kids will have to bring them back together. <clears throat> yeah, I and there'll be a training montage. A training montage. Oh, where they learn yeah. how to use all the machines and how to. They drive learn and how stuff. to bust ghosts. You, you, not just anyone can do it. Not just anyone to do it. But I, what I wrote here was, I liked it. So I liked this trailer. Um, That's rare for you to like anything. Very rare. For, I have normally very generic, plain vanilla f- thoughts on most things. But I watched it and I thought for a first trailer about Ghostbusters, a movie I don't care about, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's about as good as it can be, lads. <laughs> yeah. And that's the highest praise we can give it. <clears throat> so, I'm, I'm going to give it a tentative one thumb up. I thought you were going to say I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. I was like, that's very... <laughs> a tentative 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, but it's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, okay, right. So, we're going to move on from the Ghostbusters trailer to something that I wanted to talk about because... Oh, Sean. Oh, I know no. you're going to be excited about this. Well, this I know. is... And, and people who listen to this show for a long time will also be very excited about this news because I have Warner Brothers gives The Flash an actual release date and it's actually happening in 2022. Sean, the fastest man alive is back on the big screen. What are your thoughts? I'm so happy that Ezra Miller (laughs) finally managed to finish that screenplay. (laughs) Can you fill anyone in who doesn't normally listen to the show why we're so fascinated by this news? So before Justice League came out, it was announced that The Flash would be getting a solo film. And then Justice League came out, and it wasn't very Mm. good. People didn't really like it. And so The Flash solo film was meant to come out March of 2019. Um, Yeah. And then it got pushed back to 2020 or something like that. And no, then it got yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was only one of the first pushbacks, yeah. One of the first pushbacks, and then it was announced that they had lost directors and scriptwriters. Yeah. Uh, so then they got another one, then they lost them, and then it was announced <laughs> it was pushed back again to 2021, and it was announced that Ezra Miller would be writing it himself. <laughs> With Grant Morrison. With Grant Morrison, because we just figured Ezra Miller was dying for the job. Yeah. And so he's like, I'll do it, lads. And, and they told uh, him he had to write it. And if he didn't get, if his script wasn't accepted, he was fired as the Flash. Yeah, and I think he had something like a week to do it or something like that. <laughs> you have 24 hours. <laughs> but then, yeah, and the last we heard, he was writing it with Grant Morrison. And he was just plugging away at it. Yes. And so now and it seems he's done well enough that they're giving him another chance. <laughs> No, I think what happened was that, um, I like how this article has written this, by the way. It says, um, the the Flash movie has seen a carousel of rotating directors and writers, including at one point, (laughs) including at one point, Ezra Miller himself. (laughs) Yeah, good old Ezra Miller. It was pushed back to 2026. And then it was like pushed back to 2027, and then they said, oh, it's never happened, and don't worry about it. But now they've pu- pushed it back forward to 2022, because Ezra, of course, is busy working on uh, Fantastic Beasts, and where to Ooh. find them. 
Oh, where do you find them? Who knows? Where do we, who? They're in us inside us all along. You know what I mean? That's but they, he's. <laughs> oh no! There's a wolf inside me. Um, so. Ezra is working on those movies and he's going to come back to work on uh, The Flash afterwards. They were just trying to lock him in because people love him as The Flash. So you need him. He's the he's the big tentpole as The Flash. Um, That's the only reason people are coming to see The Flash is to see Ezra. <laughs> because to see Ezra, those cheekbones. So, um, yes, The Flash will be happening in 2022. But will be happening i mean they have scheduled it for 2022 officially now scheduled things before they have officially scheduled it to 2021 and 2020 before and then 2026 so who are we to know if 2022 is going to be the correct one but all we can do is trust them because warner brothers they would never lie to us sean i think especially where a movie is concerned this is the one. I think this is this Flash movie is going to come out and it's going to make seven trillion dollars. It's going to be a better movie than Avengers Endgame. Going to be a better movie than The Shawshank Redemption. Ooh. It's going to be the greatest comic book and or movie anyone has ever seen. Uh, it'd want to be, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. if this doesn't work, <laughs> <laughs> we waited this long. What's it all been about, like? <laughs> Do you even think, like... Because they'll have, say... Now, hypothetically, they'll have a new Batman, which they already have locked in. Yeah. They have. They might have a new Superman by the time this movie comes out. Um, they'll have a new Green Lantern that they'll have cast, because they want to do a Green Lantern movie. Uh, Cyborg, I don't know, is very much out in the wilderness somewhere. Wonder yeah. Woman and Aquaman are the only two left, so... Do you think by the time Ezra Miller actually suits up and comes into cinemas as The Flash, half of that Justice League that he was in actually won't exist anymore? Yeah, and I think that's like that's an issue, right? Yeah, it's it's an issue that half of them are still in that universe and Robert Pattinson is not in that universe. Or is he in that universe? Unless you're right in a way to combine everyone. But don't like just make good movies, we've always said that. You're um, saying very first Flash movie do Flashpoint. Is that what no, you're telling me? No, that's that seems not like a good I'm idea. I th- no, I think I think that's a good idea. Ah, uh, I think um, <laughs> maybe give it two movies. <laughs> but two movies that'll be twenty forty six. How are we going to give it two movies? I think I think this Flash movie will depend a fair bit on how Wonder Woman does and how the Trench does if that ever comes out. I don't think the trench will be coming out. Why? Why do you think that it depends on the Wonder Woman movie? Because, like you said, like uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are like the last remnants of that Justice League. Yeah. So if there's no interest in the characters left from that Justice League, I don't know if they'll bank everything on the Flash. I don't think they should ever bank everything on the Flash. Well, this iteration of the Flash. Um. I think The Flash is definitely marketable, but I think this universe still has... Like, I don't even know what it is. Like, it's just weird that you watch a whole Justice League movie and now half the cast doesn't exist. And the other half still have movies coming out because they were the ones that made some money. So it's it's tough to get people interested when, in reality, does this mean that he will ever do a team-up? Does like Are they just going to have a team-up with the three of them? The holy trinity of Wonder Woman, Aquaman <laughs> and The Flash. You're nearly there. Yeah, like very close. 
I mean, that'd be an interesting way to do it, you know? Like, imagine having the balls to say, we're going to do this universe without Batman or Superman. <laughs> I think that would be the equivalent of shooting yourself in the face while trying to make money. Yeah, and it is shitty that it's only the ones that make money that have gone forward. <laughs> mm. Um. But- I mean, I mean, it makes sense from a business point of view, but I, I read that The Flash was coming out in 2022, and I wanted to tell you, Sean, because I knew you'd be excited, and I knew you'd definitely believe that this time, as previous to the last 17 times they've told that this movie was coming out at a certain date, at a certain year, I think this time's the one. This one is locked in. Okay, I give it 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of a tentative 10 out of 10. A tentative one. <laughs> of We're moving on. Um, our next piece of news. Sean, did you like the Power Rangers? I thought they were neat. Yeah, I d- so did I. Well, the Power Rangers is getting another reboot. This time with the end of the fucking world tr- director. Have you seen the end of the fucking world? I've seen season one and season two looks unnecessary. <laughs> A tentative 10 out of 10. <laughs> so, so they're doing another reboot of the Power Rangers um, because the last one, when did that come out? 2016? Something like that, yeah, with Elizabeth Banks in it. With Elizabeth Banks in it. Um, I thought that was, uh, it was... It was not received well, but I mean, it was the Power Rangers. So, like, what do you expect? Um, yeah, like, it, it seemed like a bit of crack at the very it, least. It'll wait an hour and a half. Um, so the the movie now is going to be rebooted by Jonathan Entwistle. Entwistle? Oh man, I've I've ruined that man. That poor man's name. He's Jonathan. best known for his work, Jonathan, um, on Channel Four's The End of the Fucking World, and he and he uh, did a TV miniseries, Vanity Fair. Um, so the story for this reboot shot is really where the news is because they're always doing reboots they always get ideas to do reboots it might be a bit soon for a Power Rangers reboot since you know the last one only came out three years ago Um, but they are going to be doing another reboot and they're going to take a decidedly different approach in the reboot shot because clearly the last one didn't work okay so they're trying something new and different trying something new and different get you excited right so I'm going to tell you what the planned reboot plot is and you tell me out of 10 however tentative <laughs> you think this story is going to do so here we go using time travel the story Ooh. will follow as the kids are shot back to the 90s and have to try and figure out how they can get home yes. a la back to the future yes <laughs> I fucking love this <laughs> You get back to the future, and you get Power Rangers, and you combine them together in some awful child. Because this is the thing, is that people who watch Power Rangers, like, sorry, a lot of people who would see the Power Rangers movie, they watched it growing up in the 90s. Yeah, the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, so it's just, it's it's nostalgia, but on another level. Yeah. Because it's like, no, they're in the same time you remember watching them. It'll be the same characters. <laughs> Saved by the bell is on the TV, lads. We're oh. very hip. If we've, if we've learned anything from Captain Marvel, is yeah. that we can always make the 90s look cooler than they actually were. Absolutely. The 90s, I don't think was as cool as they think it was. But no. it's nostalgia is such a fascinating thing. Like People will just remember things in a certain way. Like, the Power Rangers as a show 
is probably terrible. And I've gone back to watch it in recent years. And like every show, every single episode is the same plot over and over and over again. Just with a different monster. But when you're younger, you're like, this is the best show ever. I, it's just, it's colours and lights and things happening. And toys. But I'll tell you something. There's only one thing that used to annoy me as a kid. And I feel like this kind of points to my um, evil nature. Because, do you know the way all the Power Rangers have swords? Yeah. They never actually stab anyone with any of those swords. It's always, they're always slicing and sparks come out of the <clears throat> the puddies or whatever they were called. But, um, so, I, as a kid, I was just like, why do they not, like, like point, point just it? <laughs> just absolutely slice these fuckers in two and just, just be done with it. <laughs> I was looking for decapitations. <laughs> I just remember, like, this seems very... Un- if I had a big sword, I, that's how I would do it. Just Damn it, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, when I'm a Power Ranger, that's what I'm going to do. So, they are going to be doing new, another reboot. Sean, I have one question to you. Surely... The word using time travel as the first three words of any story plot is a terrible idea, no matter what the property or the franchise. Ah, oh, see, I was about to justify that by saying not in a Power Rangers franchise, but okay, I I I think it'll be if look, if it's crap, it'll be brilliantly crap. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're gonna go crap, go ec- like so crap that it's hilarious. Exactly, you have to lean one way or the other. Um, yeah, it's just you gotta ham up that cheesiness. So, like, if they have to remake the 90s, um, that's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be as cool as Captain Marvel. I think. Also, this raises the point that I just thought of. How. What, so then they're just the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Do they go back to the 90s and just fight people from the 90s? No, they have to try and figure out their way home. Yeah, but then how are. Like, when do they have, like, a it's morphin' time situation? Like, when's that gonna arise? Oh, like, whenever they want. First they have to figure out how to use a rotary phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's going to be a load of what's that? What's this? Oh, oh so my if you God. Do that, if you do that, you you please no one. Because everyone, yeah. everyone who's watching it for nostalgia knows what it is. And all the kids don't know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, but they'll definitely have a, a point there. I just thought, this might be a lot. This might be a lot of the plot. I don't mean to rhyme that, but look, I'm spitting six beats here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This might be a, a lot of the plot that you have the Power Rangers and time travel and them finding their way home in a back-to-future situation. They won't when will they have a map. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where's my G? I need my Google Maps. Where's that? I, oh, I want that so bad. So one, so of them, one of them can't read. <laughs> Just full stop. He doesn't need a Siri, man. <laughs> yeah. He's so technologically advanced. He just doesn't know, know how to read. He can't use his fingers. It's like, I just tell Siri what to do. Siri does everything for me. <laughs> and now he's lonely. And <laughs> now he's lonely. Um, yeah, I think this Power Rangers reboot... I think it might be a bit much, but look, you're into it, and that's fair enough. Yeah, I'll give it a tentative 11 out of 10. Oh, very tentative. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is the cast of Home Alone reboot has been revealed, Sean. Okay, I didn't... Oh, is this for the Disney Plus thing? 
It is for the Disney Plus take. So Home Alone 6? Is it 6 that's coming out on Disney Plus? Yes, I Was think there 5 so. of them? There was 5. Oh, God. Scarlett so Johansson technically- was in one of them. Was she? Yeah. So I think she's in really? three. Was she Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, she was. She still is. She's such She's such a great actress. <laughs> She'll play, any play anything. Play anything. Um, so... Um, in terms of the cast for the new reboot of the Home Alone, this we'll just very quickly run through this because I thought Sean might be interested in this cast because it's actually a pretty good cast. So for the parents, you've got Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney. You can't go wrong with Rob Delaney. No. Um, and then, as the child who's going to be playing the role, that it's going to be the child called Archie Yates, who is the breakout star of Jojo Rabbit. So, the lead role in Jojo Rabbit will oh. be playing the Macaulay Culkin role in Home Alone. That's pretty good. Yeah. And See, go on. that's a lot of comedic, you know, a lot of comedic actors. Yeah. Like, Home Alone, like, the parents weren't funny in it. But I think if you have Rob Delaney, you just let that man loose. See, the, but the father in the original Home Alone was definitely up to something. We, we've talked about this, but when the police officer arrives, I know it's uh, Joe Pesci and he's pretending, but when yeah. he arrives at the front door, he seems very fucking nervous that the police are there. Yeah. Now, <laughs> in the 90s, if you were a rich white man, you were fairly free of all crimes, and he seemed very suspicious, so I think he was in some sort of stock situation, he was involved in some sort of crime I think that he was right. like... How does he afford that house? I'm very suspicious. I was thinking, there's no, like, he must be fabulously wealthy to afford that neighbourhood. <laughs> or sell a lot of drugs on the side. Oh, very good, yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think I, we once claimed that the mother was full of heroin. <laughs> I can't remember that does what sound context. Like something we claim. <laughs> Go on. Uh, like, I. We, I, I ranted about this when it was first announced, I think, in that we do we need another Home Alone movie? Um you don't need it, but do we need anything? Jesus, that's a that's a big question. <sighs> Look, I think I think this Home Alone movie I think it's fun to bring it back for I was gonna say bring it back for like future generations, but I think the old movie still holds up just as much. So I don't know Yeah, I mean I, it's, it's just on every year. It's on every single Christmas. It's probably on tomorrow, somewhere in the world, yeah, on some television so. show. Um, so, like, in the grand scheme of things, does it really, do you really need this? But at the same time, it is a good way that you use the name to make some money and bring some people to Disney+. Plus. They're looking for loads of properties to get people in. And if you cast Rob the Lady and Archie Yates from Jojo Rabbit, like, that is a good cast. So you use them to bring people in. And it might be fun, but I mean you were always saying reboots and sequels, unneeded stuff like that. Sometimes it's better to just leave it. I don't think you can capture the magic of the original no matter how many times you make this movie. No, they got real lucky with the second one. <laughs> the second one is even a stretch for me. Second yeah. one, I'm like, ah, oh, no. Like, if you forget it once, you, you basically glue that child to your hip the next time you go anywhere. Yeah, you're never leaving him alone again. Two Christmases in a row. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, like, he gets on the plane in the second one, though, doesn't he? He just gets on the um, wrong plane. 
he gets on the wrong plane. But I would have thought that they would have spent so much attention watching that child, making sure he was on the plane with them, that I would have liked prefer, preferred if they'd forgotten Buzz. And Buzz was actually in New York. Buzz's big day out. And so they're so concentrated on Kevin. And the whole movie is just Kevin going, God, I wish I was having some more fun like last year. Just and like then Buzz. Murdered. And Buzz is just being murdered by the two criminals. <laughs> he's not smart enough to think of those traps. Yeah, he, that, would, that wouldn't be fair, even just watching Buzz up against <laughs> Harry and Marv. <laughs> Second one, the second one is the one where he drops the brick from the roof and it lands on Marv's head. Which, yeah. t- between you and me, that's death. Oh, like, he's killed the man. He is. If you drop a brick on anybody from any sort of height, that man's skull is going to be inside his own throat. There's no way. I that think it happens a, like twice. <laughs> yeah, I think he drops them twice. What a monster! <laughs> yeah, Kevin was a murderer. The <laughs> psychopath. Um, yeah, so they are. They have the cast all set up for the the Home Alone reboot. I mean, it was something I wasn't interested in, but this cast has kind of made me interested in. So that's a good thing, I suppose. I suppose, yeah. I will give this a watch. You know. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Matrix Four. Now, I don't have any news in regards to. Um, like major news in regards to Matrix 4 what I do have is that the Matrix 4 is apparently going to be re-released on the same day as John Wick 4 that's a lot of Keanu May 21st 2021 is going to be called Keanu Reeves Day (laughs) (laughs) that's not I mean all the Keanu fans will have to pick their favourite property so I think you're splitting your audience a bit you double up you do double up you don't double up do you remember that time I seen Ted 2 and Terminator Dark Terminator Genesis? Yeah. <laughs> On the same day? Yeah, but like Amelia <laughs> Clark wasn't in both of those. No, I know. Yeah, but it's Keanu Reeves. Like and one of them is John Wick and one of them is The Matrix, so I don't know. I think I think you'll get people coming in, but I just read that and I thought, that is very strange that as you said, they would split their audience like that. Yeah, but, I mean, look, it'll probably work for him. There will be the people that just do, like, the Keanu Marathon that day. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people... But I think a lot of people like marathoning, like Netflix and all that shit. So, they'll happily go to one movie and then go to the... the they'll just walk out away for the next John Wick showing. Yeah, you might be right. I won't do it. No, absolutely not. But I, I read that and I thought, that seems like poor business planning. I think you would just release them two months after each other. Even a month. Give it some breathing space. Yeah. Um, so, we're moving on to actually more big news, Sean. Okay, I'm ready. Massive news. I think you'll really like this, because Dave Batista. do you know that man? I do. We love Dave Batista. Well, he he does always be tweeting things and just talking shit, and we've known for a very long time that Dave Batista does not give two fucks about anybody. No, he wants are, like, to do what makes him happy. Yeah, he just kind of just is like, I'm going to do this. And then he'll like tweet, I want to do this. And ev- everyone goes mental because he does, like, it was, um, what game did he want to do? He was, uh, he a game? oh, he wanted to do a game. Crap, not God of War. Uh, Gears of War. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do Gears of War, God of War. I'm so close. Uh, but Dave Batista now has. Okay, before I start this sentence, what is Dave Batista most famous for in the superhero genre? Playing Drax the Destroyer. For what company? For Marvel. For Marvel. Well, he put out an Instagram post last, or sorry, a tweet there last week, where he was standing in the Warner Brothers, uh, oh. Warner Brothers studio with the Warner Brothers logo behind them. Now I know what you're thinking. What's he doing there? Isn't that strange? He's the Marvel's biggest star. Actually, literally. Biggest star. (laughs) By by muscle mass, yes. By by muscle mass, he is definitely the biggest. So he says, he puts this post up and he says, you got to go after it. Whatever it is, you've got to go after it. And this raises one question, Sean, and I have one theory. Okay. What's Bane. your question? Oh, that's what I was going to as well. That, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Dave Batista, I think, likes Bane. And I think he would definitely go to Warburg and say, cast me as Bane in the Batman movie that you're doing with Robert Pattinson. They're casting a lot of villains. He would be the perfect casting as either Bane or Clayface. But I think Bane probably more so. It has to be Bane, surely. Like... It would be so good. And even for an actor. Yeah. Like, we did a Hero Zero on Bane. And he's like, he's a smart, calculated, real strong dude. Yeah, like he, he's, he's, his strength is actually like his fourth best attribute. He's yeah, like a like genius. He, he's not just a wall of muscle. Like He's that. And also, he's a genius. Well, Bane's best story is... Um, he releases a load of criminals out of uh, Blackgate Prison and Arkham yeah. and basically um, when this is before he wants to fight back I know you know this but I'm just letting the people know Like they, this would be really cool to do if they this would be a good way to actually tie in everything in the actual Batman movie because the Batman movie has lots of villains so mm-hmm. what, what Bane does is that he releases all of the criminals at once because he hasn't faced Batman yet he's like I want to see what he's like I want to see his strengths, his weaknesses, how he fights. Because he's not dumb. He's not going to go into a fight and not know. Like, he probably could beat him in a fight. But he's like, I want to know all of his weaknesses. So when the fight breaks out, I can just pick him apart. Yeah, Um, I want to be sure. Yeah, so he releases all the criminals. And over the next few weeks, Batman is run ragged. Trying to catch all of these criminals and put them back into jail. And so he catches the Riddler and he catches them, the Joker, and he has to catch, he goes after Two Face and he, he spends the next bit, three weeks or four weeks, not sleeping. And every single night he has to go out for 12 hours and he gets beat up and he gets beat up. And slowly over the month, he just gets no rest whatsoever because he's working o- double overtime to get all these criminals back in. And so then, at the end of the month, he finally puts the last one back in jail. He, like, limps. He limps back into uh, Wayne Manor. He's got, like, blood all over him. He can barely stand up with exhaustion. And that's when Bane is standing in the middle of Wayne Manor. And he's like, oh, good job. Fair, yeah. fair play for putting all that people away. the shit out of you now. <laughs> and and it, I, in my head, there's always that scene where Baba just starts at his feet and he just, like, looks the whole way up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> and so then they have a fight and Bane breaks his spine. Um, now, I don't know if you can do that in Robert Pattinson's first day out, um, but I think that would be a very cool way if Bane is the one who releases all the criminals as a way to tire out Batman. Or this new Batman, because it would fit in. Because Batman 
is only new to the job with Robert Pattinson. He'd be a younger Batman. Bane has just come to Gotham. He doesn't know anything about this guy. It's not like they've been uh, villains are against each other for 15 years. So it's a case of learning your opponent before you attack him. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. And Batista looks like a Bane character. Batista would be so good as Bane because Bane is slow. Like we know we've seen Tom Hardy do it and Tom Hardy, very good actor as well. Um, Bane is slow talking but always in control at all times and the best example I have this is actually Tom Hardy we've talked about this before on the show it's when in The Dark Knight Rises and Tom Hardy's talking to that mobster and the mobster's like (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if that's the mobster's name I think that's just his name um, yeah. and so yeah and so that him and Bane are talking to each other and he's like I'm in control and Bane puts his hand it's palm up on his shoulder so he's not even like palm down yeah, palm up into the air he just rests on his shoulder and he just looks at him he's like do you feel in control and it's just that moment like oh that guy's gonna like he could murder him if he wanted he can murder everyone. <laughs> yeah. And like that's what Bane should be. Bane should be always just quietly in control. And I think B- Batista would be perfect at that. Like he is perfect as the silent killer. Or, or he can play the smart killer. Yeah. Or both. Or both at the same time. Like I just think he'd be a good choice for it. He's a good actor to his credit. Um, and I think he's just going after because, like, he didn't start acting until he was like forty-four. So any any single role that he wants, he just goes after it completely because he's like, I'm not getting any younger. I can play it now, or I'm not going to play it. Yeah, that's fair. And Warner we'll Brothers see what he does in the future, though, as well. Warner Brothers would be crazy to turn down Batista. I know Batista. Maybe he's a bigger name for us than he is in the mainstream, but. I think if you cast Batista, he carries a lot more weight than he would have, anywhere a few years ago. Yeah, and I think he has a lot of good faith uh, from people. Well, if they do cast Batista, that means then they have Colin Farrell and Zoe Kravitz and Paul Dano in this movie, along with Robert Pattinson. That's an unreal, like, that's an <laughs> unreal cast. <laughs> they just keep adding to it um, okay so we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week with talk of a trailer Sean that is Wonder Woman 1984 the official trailer arrived last week during the episode I know what you're thinking listeners isn't this seems a bit off topic and they probably they probably shouldn't talk about this it's not on the hot on the button of what everyone's talking about we're here a week late to talk about Wonder Woman 1984 no, we're doing Sean, our best what are your, <laughs> Sean, what are your thoughts? I like. I I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that is a tentative ten out of ten. It, it really is. I'm not sure what this movie is. I don't know. Mm. I don't know where I you think, go with it. I t- I think you will have probably more negative opinions than I. I watched it and I wrote groovy. <laughs> it's it a groovy aesthetic. Groovy. I like. So, it's the 80s. Yes. 1984, to be precise. There's one, there's one big thing we have to talk about, but yes, it is the 80s. What's the one big thing? Uh, a certain dead person. But, go on, it's the 80s. Well, oh, it's the 80s, and then... Uh, she's been kicking around since 
World War One. But I have a question. First yeah. of all, just I thought they said in Justice League that she hadn't been around for ages. Uh she said. I I think she's been keeping her identity. Like she's been just head down, not doing anything. Right. But she's so, but been Wonder Woman this whole time. Okay, fair enough. Okay. But uh, like. I don't know. She destroys like security cameras and stuff, so I guess she's just hiding her identity real well. How are you going to hide her? If you look like Gal Gadot, and then when you put on your superhero costume, you still just look like Gal Gadot, I don't know how much you're going to be able to hide your identity. That's true, and she's also going to like galas and shit. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, before we get Steve Rogers and Chris Pine, I have one thought I have on the villain. So the villain is... Um, is a cheetah, right? And is being played by Christian Wig, as we've seen in this trailer. Um, but is this not just the plot of Amazing Spider-Man Two with Jamie Fox, where they're they're like friends, and then he's n- a nerdy guy who probably looks up to, or a nerdy uh, Christian Wig who probably looks o- up to Wonder Woman, and then something happens that turns her into an evil cheetah because they seem like friends when they're chatting away. Yeah. Does that does that happen to Cheetah in the comics? Or? Um, I actually don't know the uh, full origin of Cheetah. She's not really one of my uh, go-to characters, but she is just a known. She's half cat, so right, okay. I don't know when's that's going to happen to all Christian Wake. Uh, magic. We see a dude. We see like see like a businessman holding a rock or something. Oh yeah, you don't want to don't trust any businessman holding a rock. No, and no, I don't. Ah, oh man. See, the I, I one thing I noted is that uh, Kristen Wiig's character is looking at the watch that uh, Steve Trevor gave to Gal Gadot. Oh, okay. Well, well, well you see Kristen Wiig, and then there's a cut, and then the next shot is the watch. Okay, fair but enough. Just, just reading into that a bit. Is Steve Trevor actually back? Or has is someone able to create clones or illusions? Oh my god, I have Steve is in her head, question mark, question mark. Yeah. See, I thought I thought he was in her head, but then halfway through a fight scene in the in the hallway, he punches a guy. So unless yeah. she's so fast that she's punching people and not realizing it. Yeah. Or or, or like see do we see anyone directly talk to Steve? No, we don't. And every single scene that he and she are in, he's standing right beside her. Could not get closer. Okay, I think she like there might be something going on then. Because because yeah, I don't know. Because that's the first thing that I thought. Of. I was just like, he's not real. He can't be real. He can't be real. He blew up. He he blew up, and he and if he's the same Steve, I even if it was like his great grandson, and he just looked like Chris Pine, I would believe that more. And it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. But the fact that she's like Steve, and he's like, oh, I'm out of time. I've time traveled. Um, okay. Um, do you no think sense. they do magic? I don't know. Like Wonder Woman is magic, isn't she? So technically you could do a thing where Steve Rogers is blown up into the future or something. That is very comic booky in fairness. It is. Um, there is a blue light in the sky. Oh no, is there? Yeah, there's some the bad guy, <laughs> like the businessman <laughs> no. dude, he fires a blue light into the sky. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, another cool moment is 
when they're in that fight in the hallway and she like hits the bullet off her off her gauntlet thing. Yes. That's class. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I think it looks really good. Like as I said, the it the aesthetic is very eighties. It looks it looks perfect for its time and it, the action I'm assuming is gonna be great. Like there's even that shot of um all the uh, people in Temescara doing the trials. Yeah. And they're like running on all the poles. I think that could be a really cool scene. Like you show all of their warriors and how badass they are. Um, I think as an action scene it could be good. I think plot wise, if Steve is real, I think we're getting caught up on Steve being there and then I'm worried that it is going to be uh, her nerdy friend who just suddenly turns evil with Christian Wig a la Spider Man, uh, The Amazing Spider Man 2. It could be. Like, it might be, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. But then, like, it seems like they're building up a lot of stuff around even, like, her, what Wonder Woman can do. We see her in, like, an angel suit, kind of, like an armour thing. Yeah, the gold suit at the end, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, is that, like... They seem to be driving more on her, like, of what she's able to do, like, her abilities... I think this is actually very good for a first trailer. Like, yeah, it gives away it, nothing. It gives away nothing, and that's perfect. Like We would be complaining more if it gave away the whole story, but if it's a first trailer, you just show us, these are the people in the movie, and these are some cool shots, and that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, there's a truck flip. The truck flip looks CGI to me. I, thought, I, don't, think, I don't think it's real. It, it's too vertical. If you get me. Yeah. But I suppose it would be hard to do because there's a shot of her jumping off the flipping truck. So you could do that with a real truck. Yeah. Also, I think it flips twice. Does it? Yeah, I'm looking at it here. and Christopher, no- Christopher Nolan's turned in his grave. Even though he's still alive. A truck tur- is too tur- heavy. Tur- <laughs> a truck is too heavy. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> That's what he says. As everyone knows. That's his catchphrase. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, from everything I've seen, it's a good trailer, but I think the the Steve Rogers thing is confusing me more than it is exciting me. The Steve Trevor thing. Sorry, the Steve Trevor thing. That's Steve Rogers. Yeah, no, I think very similar. Right. Now that I think about it, <laughs> man out of time. Very fucking similar. Like unless they explain, like how do you explain that away? Yeah, like, even if he was, even if he survived that crash or the explosion, he would still be, like, 85 years old. Yeah, unless he's, like, a Green Lantern or something. Oh? Oh? Sorry, what? Right before the plane explodes, the ring chose. (laughs) The second it blew up, (laughs) it came up, wow, that's really good. And Like, I don't know. He does look older in this. Like he looked like. I think that's just time. <laughs> and that might be it as well. But um, I, th- I think he's not real. That's where I'm coming down on this. Yeah, I, I came down on it. He's in her head until he punched that guy, and now I'm more confused. And I'm like, is he in her head then? Because he's making physical contact with other people. So well, is she just imagining that he's making physical contact with other people? Oh God, Jesus Christ! This is going to give me a headache. Um, well, we'll find out in whenever this. Find out goes. in June fifth, twenty twenty. We'll find out in June. <laughs> Pay us, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> also, Pascal Pedro Pascal is in this as um, Max Lord. So Pedro Pascal is pretty great. 
Yeah, he's 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 the Mandalorian. He's the Mandalorian. He's really really good. Um, I think that's going to be it for another this movie Monday's week. This this is this was a good episode. I'm glad we. Got I mean, to talk. F- I'm glad we got to talk about Wonder Woman because yeah, I wanted to talk about because I mean it's it's only the first trailer, but it is important. Um, what we will say is that uh, we are still collecting questions for the Q and A uh, for Christmas, so we're going to do a Christmas Q and A, and we're throwing all the questions in. Um, we have like loads of people have sent in loads of questions already, but we're thinking just keep fucking send the bid. We'll get to, we'll get to as many as we can. Yeah, if we don't get them done that episode, we'll do another one. Yeah, so if you could just send them through the email, through Twitter, through Instagram, what I'll do is I'll put a post on Instagram and Twitter um, either today or tomorrow, and it'll say, like, um, leave your questions underneath, or something something of that nature. Okay. So you can just throw the question there. I'll allow it. Yeah, you thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's the end of this week, Sean. I think we both need to go to work now. Yay, happy Christmas everyone. <laughs> Christmas! Ye animals, ye oh, absolute ye monsters. Yeah, oh, you're killing the two of us. <laughs> okay, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean. Oh, no, do you want to do, um, we have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It's and, all in uh, the pa- description. And a Patreon, it's all in the description, don't worry about it. Yeah, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean, dude. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.